All right. Hey, yeah, I guess uh, just uh, from this last Sunday, uh, we learned that uh, we did not record the message uh, to put it on uh, the website and some people want to be able to listen to it. And so I decided that we'd kind of do a uh, impromptu uh, rerun of the message in more of a conversation fashion or a, uh, a fashion where it just kind of run through the notes and kind of pick up the highlights and uh for those that would like to to hear uh this uh renovation for this this next uh, sermon in the renovation series um and uh we're in uh Matthew uh chapter 5 uh starting at verse 33 and uh with that I started the message out with um a conversation that I had uh after the 2023 annual meeting and uh, the we were talking about just the messages over the years and uh it came up that uh we uh that everybody remembers when i i stood on my stilts uh paint and drywall contractor for years and so i got proficient at uh, just walking around you know moving mud and stilts and and so i asked uh, anybody if they would want to jump on the stilts and go for a walk and uh, and had a young man step up, uh, Jace, uh, and he said, "Yeah, I'll do it." And uh, so I asked uh, if the church would be willing to let him do it without uh, getting a waiver signed, uh, and then asked his parents, "Hey, you know, if you know he gets hurt or something, man, you got you okay with that?" Uh, and of course they they weren't there, but Grandma said, "Yeah, no problem. Let him let him walk on stilts," and um, and. Uh, and I said, well, no, I better get some paper signed, uh, you know, and kind of use this uh, idea of an accident waiver and release liability form uh, that in our day uh, we need to uh, use uh, because our word and a handshake uh, should be enough, right? Well, not necessarily in our day. Um, we uh, we better get a signature. We better get witnesses, maybe even a, a lawyer, uh, but it's not supposed to be that way. Uh, and so uh, we, we, what we say and what we do is important, and Jesus will get into that. Uh, but before I get there, I want to uh, uh, remind us that uh, as we open these up, Jesus re- uh, said that uh, these words that we will put into practice, uh, are, uh, would be, we would be wise to do so because we want to build a, on a foundation uh, that will stand through the storms of life. Uh, I remind us each and every week that, uh, you know, these this messages are, are a part of the message that Jesus taught in Matthew 5, 6, and 7. And the, they sh- those chapters should be read and studied all at one time uh, so that we know that we're not picking out topics dim or can accuse anybody uh, that uh, that uh, you know has these things evident in their lives uh, but these are things that Jesus uh, addressed and uh, and he wants to deal directly with our hearts um, and uh, he's offering us salvation and freedom uh, from these sins and these things that hold us back as he renovates our hearts and lives that we put our faith and trust in in him and uh, he uh, calls us to forgiveness and grace and uh, and so we rely on his forgiveness and grace and we extend uh, that to others. And so I just uh, went into prayer and I want to do that now. Father God, thank you so much for who you are. Thank you for uh, the opportunity to be here and be able to just uh, re, 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 um, 
view this message and to make it available. And uh, and Lord God, we do just pray over uh, the topic today uh, to be able to to understand it and to to. Uh, Lord God, through your Holy Spirit, convict us of where uh, you know we hold on to things we shouldn't hold on to. And Lord God, we pray that your Holy Spirit uh, convicts us, but then also leads us to your forgiveness and grace and, and transformation that comes through the renovation of our hearts uh, through faith and trust in you. Uh, and use this message today for your honor and glory. Uh, you're a great God. Pray this in your name. Amen. Uh, Matthew chapter 5, verse 33. Jesus says, again, you have heard that it said to the people long ago, do not break your oath, but keep the oath you have made to the Lord. Verse 34, but I tell you, do not swear at all, either by heaven or earth, for it is God's throne, for by the earth, for it is the footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not swear by your head, for you cannot make even your hair white or black. Simply let your yes be yes and your no, no. Anything beyond this comes from the evil one. Yeah, Jesus is coming up, man, and just, uh, oh, they're serious. What we say is serious. Uh, um, he uh, God wrote this even in the Old Testament. It was uh, thinking, you know, that Jesus uh, fulfilled the law and the prophets, and so it was. It was clear in the Old Testament, Deuteronomy twenty three, uh, twenty one through twenty three, uh, from the ESV says, "If you make a vow to the Lord your God, you shall not delay in fulfilling it, for the Lord your God will surely require it of you, and you will be guilty of sin." But if you refrain from vowing, you will not be guilty of sin. You shall be careful to do what has passed your lips, for you have voluntarily vowed to the Lord your God what you have promised with your mouth. That man, what we say is is serious, and you know what comes out of our mouth should should mean something. Um, you know, we we have we say things all the time and you know there's uh things that uh uh some sound uh similar to oaths even in our day that you know we don't think are serious but quite possibly should be all right uh, in the old testament uh there's many leaders that say may the lord de- deal with me ever so severely if i don't you fill in the blank whether uh if they needed to uh, fulfill a vow or if they needed to punish somebody, or right? And so it's a vow that we, they were actually making with their lips. Uh, today, it would sound more like, uh, right? In our conversations, I swear on a stack of Bibles. Yeah, why would you want to swear on a stack of Bibles? Does it make it clear to, to, that you were telling the truth? Uh, um, you, uh, I promise, when we talk to people, we say, I, I promise you. Right? Or I say, you got to believe me. Um, one that I use all the time is, I, I ain't going to lie to you. Right? It's just to say, I, I'm telling the truth. It's an oath. That, that what I say after I say that is going to be true. And so what we, what we say is important. Really, when Jesus then says, you know, hey, do not swear. And, you know, really just make your yes, yes, and your no, no. And Jesus is saying, we don't need to swear on a stack of Bibles. We don't need to make it clear we're telling the truth. We just need to get our yes, BS, and our no, no. And if you're going to say, if you say you're going to do something, you need to do it. If you're going to be somewhere, say you're going to be there, make sure you show up. 
Do whatever it is said you're going to do and be where you said you're going to be. Could you imagine if people did this? That's all right, because I can't either. But when folks do, when they do that, they're yes, BS, and they're no, no. They stand out. So really, when it comes down to it, I don't know if we should worry too much about what other people do and you know whether they're letting their yes, BS, and their no, no. As we are not the judge, jury, and executioner of them. But again, we got to look at our own hearts. What's our ability to do so? Are we, are we able to, to follow through on what comes out of our mouth? If we do that, then, man, what, doesn't it give us the understanding why others do what they do? And whether they follow through on what they say or, or don't say? So we got to take inventory for ourselves. So question is, is how often do we uh, say things just to lead people on? You see, that's what it is. When you give an oath and then not follow through, it's, it's really manipulation. Trying to make others feel good in the moment, knowing that probably going to rip them off in the end. We do this in many, many different ways, right? We say we'll be somewhere and then we text them minutes before that something came up and we give them uh, whatever reason. But really, when we said we'd be there in the first place, we were no, no longer, no, not really intending to or really wanting to in the first place. We shouldn't even have said we were going to be there. True. So you know, I think we get the point um, that uh, that we need to uh, you know, be clear that uh, what we're saying is is not to manipulate to make them just just feel good just for the moment. Especially when the, that could backfire. Uh, the one that came to mind to me was, uh, uh, you know, somebody in my life uh, would do this, and uh, and I, I'm making it clear that this is not me. As uh, as you know, over after I said this on Sunday, I've been accused of it, but this is not me. Uh, it, it came to mind that uh, that you know when uh, somebody would rant and rave over someone's cooking. And they would tell them how great it was and, and how just, oh, they really loved it. Uh, so much so that they made it for them again. Over and over again. <laughs> then you wish you would not have rant and raved over their food, their cooking. And so and it goes on long enough that when they do make it for you and you're over at their house, that uh, it makes it awkward, especially when you forget to say thank you especially if you don't rave, rant and rave over it this time. So see how we do that? We, we kind of just let our mouths say something that is a half-truth, or, right? and, but yet in the end isn't true. We need to get this because it's serious because of the second half of verse 37. Jesus says in 37, simply let your yes be yes and your no, no. Catch this. Anything beyond this comes from the evil one. Anything that goes beyond this is, is actually a lie. It's, it's from the evil one. And we don't, we don't want to have that a part of our lives.
tough passage. Needs some thought. Needs to take inventory. And uh, and that leads to now uh, moving on for uh, you know this whole idea of judgment, and uh, it moves it on to our um, our relationships. This is all about relationships with other people, and so we Jesus uh, continues to um, and deal with our relationships. He says uh, in verse. 38, you have heard that it said, an eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, but I tell you, do not resist an evil person. If someone strikes you on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. If someone wants to sue you, take your, take your tunic, let him have your cloak as well. If someone forces you to go a mile, go with him too. Give to the one who asks you, do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow it from you. See, we have to see that uh, um, uh, that is in these tough passages that uh, it, it, t- it takes time to process. Um, we have to understand that uh, that in dealing with people, uh, that uh, we have to be willing to. Um, be in relationship and to to be able to to give and to care, but at the same time we need to discern how, when, and uh, how to and when to deal with folks that are asking more of us than they probably should. Uh, here in this passage, this idea is like pressing into service. That that they're pressing you to do something that that you maybe don't want to do. And Jesus says, uh, "Give more than you you have been asked." And uh, in this, I, I think that, you know, as we, we process, uh, I don't think that Jesus is negating what we just read. Um, see, in the previous verses, we see that after we turn the other cheek and after, you know, we give a, our, our tunic and our, our uh, cloak, we go an, an extra mile. Well, after that, there is no, no further instruction. Uh, I think of a boxer once said that uh, as he was confronted on the street and he let the guy hit him on one cheek, turn the other cheek and let him hit him. And then he said, well, now I have no further instruction. And so he is he. How is he supposed to respond? Well, I think we to be clear, I think we need to understand that we have those instructions, but uh, we need to stick to what we say. Let our yes be yes and our no, no. We're willing to go the extra mile, but once the extra mile is given, we have to be clear on uh, on the the parameters of what we say we will do and won't do. If we do too much, we become bitter. And when people want to borrow, right? It's the same thing. We, we, we need to be willing to, to let them borrow it, but at the same time, we have to be willing to say yes or no according to what's right or we, as we discern out uh, what should happen. It's about relationship and letting our yes be yes and no, no. The real question is, is in, in this uh, uh, set of, Verses from 38 to uh, 42 is that uh, as uh, are we our projects more important than people are our pennies more important than people because what's m- what's important is the people 
not our stuff that we need to protect when people are asked, uh, uh, when it's asked for, of us. We have to have a heavenly perspective about people. We want what's best for them, not evil or harm. That's actually malice. And, uh, and so we need to, we need to um, know that a motivation for a relationship is, is love. And that's why we're called to love. Jesus goes in verse 43. You have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. That you may be sons of your father in heaven. He causes the sun to rise on the evil and the good and sends out rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? And if you greet only your brothers, what are you doing more than the others? Do not even pagans do that? Be perfect, therefore your heavenly father is perfect. Jesus says love. Love your neighbor. He says, uh, in, in, you would love your, not only love your neighbor, but love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. Be in relationship with them. See that this is not uh, just a New Testament thought. As we, we see in uh, Exodus 23, 1 through 9. Want to turn there with me? Genesis, Exodus 23 says this Do not spread false reports. Do not help the wicked man being a malicious witness. Do not follow the crowd in doing wrong. When you give testimony in the lawsuit, do not pervert justice by siding with the crowd. And do not show favoritism to a poor man in his lawsuit. If you come across your enemy's ox or donkey wandering off, be sure to take it back to him. If you see the donkey of someone who hates you fallen down under its load, do not leave it there. Be sure to help him with it. Do not deny justice to your poor, to your poor people in their lawsuits. Have nothing to do with the false charge and do not put an innocent and honest person to death for I will not acquit the guilty. Do not be in... Uh, is this whole idea of, of understanding or loving our enemies was uh, given in the Old Testament. Right? To be able to, to wish well for our enemy, wish well, you know, take care of, you know, when you see the, their animal in danger, you go help them. It's a, when Jesus is speaking in these why words that we're supposed to apply to our lives for to build a foundation why men would do that to love our enemies not just people that we're connected with right tax even do that right people that are outside of followers of jesus say they, they take care of their own we're called to love strangers Enemies, aliens too, right? Verse 46, if you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even tax collectors doing that? And if you greet only your brothers, what are you doing more than others? Do not even pagans do that? Huh. We're supposed to love 
strangers, enemies, aliens. So what's that look like in our day? New Yorkers? Californians? Latin Americans? Legal or illegal? It's really test of the heart of how we care for people and we view them and understand them and how God sees them. And so we have to take inventory and then apply these words to us to, to, to love as we're called now to be perfect as our heavenly father is perfect to discern good from evil. And we need to make sure that we let love motivate, not hate, as God renovates. And as he renovates, that's what gives us freedom and power to let our yes be yes and our no, no. To be open to going the extra mile with people without crossing reasonable boundaries. All while living love, not hate. And it's only through Christ that we can do so. So we uh, then invited the music team up and sang Yet Not I. Encourage you to me to do that. Go just Google Yet Not I by City of Light and uh, listen to that. And hopefully this message uh, is uh, encouraging to you as you allow God to renovate your heart. May God go with you as you uh, continue to allow his Holy Spirit to connect you to him and to others through his grace. Amen.